Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. Poetry of a Prodigal Princess. It's the new book by E. Lockett Wimby, and I'm really happy to be joined by the author, Erica, right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Erica, thank you so much for joining me tonight. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity to spread the news about my book. It's so exciting that your book's out there. Can you tell me all about it? Yes. Well, I wrote it in hopes of inspiring and encouraging other young women like myself on their journey with God in a world that tries to conform people to its standards. Mm. Hopefully the book will give young women confidence to be who they are in Christ because that's their true identity. The world tries to put so many labels on young women nowadays to conform women to the standards of the world. So Hopefully this book can inspire people to embrace their identity and grace. Hmm. Erica, can you think back to the moment when you got the idea or the inspiration to sit down and get this book started? Yes. About three years ago, I write poetry for a hobby. So about three years ago, I just decided to share the inspiration. I myself is still on my own journey with Christ and some of the challenges that I face and some of the inspiration from scriptures. I just wanted to share that with other women. Mm. While I was encouraging myself, I thought I'd encourage others. So I decided to publish the poems I normally write for a hobby to hopefully inspire others. It certainly is inspiring to know that the things that you're going through, other people are going through them as well. And to share those trials and everything is certainly helpful and inspiring. Thank you so much. And I hope it continues to inspire people. And I hope that it blesses people and it encourages them if they're facing any challenges. Mm. If they are being defined by the world, hopefully they'll remember who defines them. When it comes to publishing, have you ever done anything like this before? No, this is actually my first book. So I'm very excited to share my heart with the world because I do write from the heart. And I was a little shy at first. That's why this is my first time. I'm a little shy in sharing (laughs) things that are on my heart with the world. But I was hoping, and this is my first book, I'm I'm excited to publish my first book with Christian Faith Publishing. Mm. They've been excellent in assisting me with that. So they helped me get my heart's message out to the world, and hopefully it touches another heart. The moment when you got that first copy in your hands after all that time and hard work, <laughs> what was that like for you? It was a dream come true. I was excited. I was I was very, very excited to hold, hold that book in my hand and read also to my children, because I have children. I hope that it also inspires as well, and to let them know that dreams do come true, and that sometimes you can inspire people just by being who you are in Christ. If things ever get challenging or difficult, just remember God's Word. So I put scriptures in the book as well. Well, that inspired me through trials and my own journey. So hopefully it'll inspire someone else. Mm. So I'm excited about this first book being published. (laughs) Poetry of a Prodigal Princess is your first book, so I'm sure it was a learning experience. What advice would you have to authors who are just now starting out? 
If you're shy or you're reluctant to share your heart, do so because you'll be surprised who it may inspire. Like I've gotten responses from coworkers and friends and family on how it touched them and how they were really inspired by some of the words in the book. So don't think that uh, <laughs> you can't inspire someone just by being yourself because you can. Don't think that you won't be able to inspire people with your testimony on things you went through because you can. And don't give up. No matter how hard things may be, don't give up. Mm. Just keep your faith in Christ and you'll get through it. Erica, have you given any thought to writing another book and publishing again? Yes, I have. Hopefully by the end of next year, I'll be publishing another book Mm. with Christian Faith Publishing. I've enjoyed my journey so far on this project. So I'm hoping to do another one by the end of next year, publishing another book. Looking back over it all from day one up until now, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author for you? Being able to get my message out to someone else and letting them know that they're not alone in what they go through, that they're not the only one that deal with being somewhat different (laughs) (laughs) as far as Christ, because... A lot of people choose worldly standards and define success by the world standards, but just to let people know that they're not alone, they're not alone, and that hopefully my heart's message will remind them that they're not alone. It's called Poetry of a Prodigal Princess. It's written by E. Lockett Wimby, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you go shopping for books, like at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Erica, thanks for joining me here again tonight. I had a really nice time talking with you. And I enjoyed talking to you as well. And thank you so much for the opportunity to get a chance to spread the word about my new book. I hope everyone go out and get the book. I promise you, you will love it. Hopefully you'll find inspiration and you'll be touched and comforted as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really happy to be sitting down right now with author Wayne McCauley. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here with me tonight. Thank you. Congratulations on having a new book in stores right now. It's called A Father's Quest. So can you tell me about it? Well, it's a book about my daughter died in a house fire in 1997. And she had two really young daughters. And it went on a six-year quest to prove that she was murdered and to get custody of her daughters. And how long were you working on this? Well, I worked on writing the book 27 months. I had a stroke, and I don't have much use of the right side of my body, and I typed the whole book with one finger on my left hand. Wow. What kinds of readers did you have in mind while you were writing this? Well, I think it would be for general people, but people that have lost a child. Mostly I wrote the book for my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and my great-great-great-grandchildren to be after I'm gone. Hmm. Now, when it comes to writing a book and publishing, have you ever done this before? No, no. And after I wrote the book, I didn't really know what to do with it. And I was watching TV, and there was a commercial from Christian Faith Publishing Company. Oh, my daughter-in-law put the whole book on a flash drive, and I sent that to them. And a week later, they called me, and they said two people had read the book, and they wanted to publish it as a Christian book. Hmm. What was it like then, the moment that you got the first copy of this, and you got to hold it in your hands? Well, it was kind of exciting. Hmm. 
Like you said, this is your first time writing a book, your first time publishing a book, and I'm sure you learned a lot about things along the way. What advice could you offer to authors who are just starting out? Well, the one thing that helped me write the book was that after our daughter died, I wrote, I kept a journal for a long time. Mm. And when I was writing the book, then I could get out that and read it, and that helped me in writing the book. And looking back over it all now, what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of being a published author for you? Well, just having the book and giving it to people, and and I kind of really, I wish some ways I was still writing the book because I looked forward to doing that. And after I had my stroke, I can't do a lot of things. And I, I have a really nice office in my house, and I sit in there two or three hours every day, and I really enjoyed sitting at the computer and writing, and I really miss that, that now it's done. Hmm. What are the chances of writing another book? Well, I'd like to write another book, but I can't think of anything best to write about. <laughs> I shouldn't have wrote this book so big, and then I would have something else to write about to finish the book, but <laughs> I didn't do it that way. So. A lot of authors that I get to talk to say that they're avid readers. They love to read. What kind of a reader are you? Well, I, was, I wasn't an avid reader, but I read books, and when I got a book and I couldn't put it down, I just read, and my wife was really mad about that, and she said, you should be working, and <laughs> you shouldn't be sitting reading, and, and so I didn't read books all the time, but I read several books, and I have them, and I'm a farmer, and my wife was a farm wife, and there was a lot of things to do around the farm all the time. Mm. She kind of was propping me all the time to get things done. <laughs> And so I had nothing to do, and I don't really like watching TV. And reading a book is really hard for me now. You know, most people sit in a soft chair and read the book, but I can't do it with one hand to turn the pages and sit. So I have to sit at a table, and I get sold after a while, too. Mm, I could imagine. Well, I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called A Father's Quest. It's written by Wayne McCauley, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you shop for books like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Wayne, thank you again for coming on the show. I had a really great time talking with you. Okay, thank you. The Little Boy in the Cave, A Spiritual Journey from Slave to a King. It's the new book that's out right now in stores by James Gresham, and I'm really happy that he's joining me now here at the show. James, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me all about your new book, The Little Boy in the Cave? Well, The Little Boy in the Cave came from a deep down spot in my soul. And I asked God to help me. And he said, well, wake up and write for me. Hmm. That's when it started. <laughs> I started writing about my journey with him, learning the keys of David, learning uh, how to read signs, universal signs. I looked at the dime, I was able to read the understanding of the dime and uh, the understanding of the dollar because they're the only two coins that have anything legible to read. The Little Boy in the Cave is a great book. It's not only spiritual, but helping people to know who they are and understand what they are going through. What sorts of readers did you have in mind whenever you were writing this? 
Well, when I was writing it, first of all, I was writing it for me, and then someone told me, hey, did that make a good book? And I'm like, well, I was just getting out of darkness and coming into the light, and hmm. I felt that once I started and I was sent on a journey to find these keys as you look in the little boy in the cave as he went through his journey. Really, that was my journey to find these keys that the man from the light had given him. Well, first of all, they stole all his stuff that the man from the light, you know, mm. the joy piece, the robe and all that that the, the man from the light had gave him. That was the confidence that I had lost. All that was taken from me, I had lost all that. And I had to regain it and then going and regaining all that I had lost because most times people don't realize that they have confidence in them. And once they lose it, they got to go find it to regain it again because you know you better than you are less better than because I felt worthless. Mm. I really felt like I wasn't worth anything in life and that this is where my life was going to end. And it was bad. And I said, I know I'm better than this. I'm better than mm. this. Then I had to go through fighting these demons. <laughs> I call them dragons, but <laughs> they were demons. In the book, I call them dragons, but they demons. So I basically wrote the book for everybody. I didn't want it to be a spiritual book or a religious book. I wanted it to be a book focused on the souls of people mm. and how they can incorporate this when their spirit is lost. The Little Boy in the Cave, is this the first time you've written or published? First time writing a book and publishing it. I got another one coming, working on it now, a letter to the people. It's in its rough stage, but it, I like it. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. You're working on more. Now, after all the time that you put into this, what was it like that moment that you got to hold the first copy in your hands? Unbelievable. Shocking that I did this and a matter of fact, I didn't read it for several years. I just let it sit there. I just, that once again, that confidence was gone. And I said, it's not worth it. I'm not, I'm not going to read it. And uh, everybody that had read it said, woo, you know, they, either they would just say, wow. I had people come up to me and say, hey, yo, you got to do something with this. Mm. And I'm like, wow, well, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I have not a clue. This is my first book. I don't have the steps to get me where I'm going. Do you have advice now for authors who are just starting out? Stick to the plan. It's going to be hard, and some days you're going to want to throw it away. But don't throw it away, because that could be your passion and your call. We all have a message from the man from the light. He wants us to serve people and not we serve self. And that's what I learned and got out of the book is is being unselfish about things. I think there are a lot of people who won't even get started writing a book. They hear about how much time it takes and how much work it is. So what would you say is the most rewarding aspect now for you of being a published author? Oh, my God. Uh, the greatest thing now is, is not the accolades. I would love the accolades. Don't look for nothing. Don't expect nothing. Believe in the book. Believe in your writing. And just keep believing, even if it's not going the way you want it to go. Just continue to push forward. Don't give up. I encourage our listeners to check out this book. It's called The Little Boy in the Cave, A Spiritual Journey from Slave to a King. It's written by James Gresham and is published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can find this everywhere that you shop for your books, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. 
James, thank you for coming by the show. I had a wonderful time talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Jesus is Waiting for Me. This is the new book that's out in stores right now. It's written by Maciel Ariola, and she's right here with me now. Maciel, thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Corey. Thank you so much for having me on. Congratulations for having Jesus is Waiting for Me out in stores. It's really exciting. So can you tell us all about it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a you know children's book. It's about heaven. Hmm. You know, I wanted to kind of write a book about introducing heaven and making it not something of sadness, but of, you know, excitement for the kids and, and for families, not just children, but for families as well, to remind us that, you know, our life here is temporary and our eternal home is in heaven that God built for us. That's why I wanted to share that message. Hmm. Can you go back to that point in time where you got the idea, the inspiration for this, and you wanted to sit down and start it? Corey, I actually wrote this book in 24 hours. Wow. I never thought I was going to be an author. Um, even when I was a little kid, I actually wanted to be a teacher. Hmm. But there comes a point in your life where I, you just surrender. And even though I've always believed in God and I've always had my faith, but there was a point where I just asked for his will. I prayed for his will for months, you know, every day. And one day I was washing dishes and <laughs> I was listening to, you know, gospel and worship music. And it just, you know, the Holy Spirit just filled me with this book and, and I started writing and I wrote it and I submitted it to, you know, Christian Faith Publishing. And, and what was struck me about this publishing company was, you know, when I clicked on their website, it said telling his stories. And so that resonated so much with me because this was literally his story. <laughs> and I submitted it. Here we are. Mm. Is this your first time in the arena of writing and publishing? Yes, definitely. Definitely my first time. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. I'm sure you learned a lot. What advice would you give now to an author just starting out? You know, I think that we all have a story. We all have something to say and, and, and God gives us words and, and our minds and if he's leading you and he's calling you to write your story, whatever that may be, I think you should definitely do it. And with God's grace, you know, start writing. <laughs> There's nothing like seeing that finished product. So what was that moment like for you when you got the first copy of this book and you got to hold it in your hands? Actually, funny story. When I received my copy, they delivered it to my backyard. So my dogs actually tore it up. So oh, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was a little upsetting at first, but I mean, it's kind of funny now. So, I mean, it was exciting and, and amazing, but also, you know, funny because it was all torn up. <laughs> <laughs> and now looking back over it all, what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of being a published author for you? You know, I think that definitely, you know, sharing my story, but also serving God. You know, mm -hmm. I think that he's called me here for a reason and, and the fact that I'm doing his work and may that, that may, may be for everything, for anybody, you know, for the going to be a doctor or teacher. If you're putting God first and you're and he's calling you to be where you where you are, then I think that's the most satisfying and rewarding feeling. Hmm. Sounds to me like you really enjoyed writing this. So what are the chances of us seeing more from you in the future? Definitely. I mean, I definitely have some ideas in the works. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this first book. So this is my first book. I'm enjoying and learning, you know, a lot. Hmm. But yeah, I definitely would like to write more books, hmm. God willing. Monsieur, who inspires you when it comes to your writing or creativity? And, you know, definitely my kids, you know, I, I want to leave something on this earth for them and I want mm. them to see, you know, how God worked through me and so that can inspire them. But definitely if when I really think about it, I mean, this sounds corny, but it's Jesus. I mean, he really has inspired me just to serve him. And, and like I said, my goal is heaven. And, and this book is not something that I just, I really feel, you know, I really believe every word I said, every word, every word I wrote and I'm here and, you know, he wants me to be here. And, and I feel like he's my biggest inspiration because I, I want to be with him and I want to serve him. Mm. 
Now, a huge part of children's books is the illustrations. So what was that process like for you, you know, getting your words to line up with what they're seeing? You know, actually, that was like probably the best part about it. I had so much fun with the illustrations. Christian Faith Publishing actually did the illustrations for me. Mm. Since being a first-time author, I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so I kind of did everything with them. And being a part of that and seeing every rough draft and every then the color and then the final drawings, it was just, it was amazing. And it was, it was just so much fun. And it was great to see my words into pictures, you know. So mm. I definitely loved every second of that. So many authors I talk to love to read. They're avid readers. Uh, what kind of a reader are you? You know, I'm a romance <laughs> <laughs> kind of reader. I love romance books. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopeless romantic for sure. But yeah, I mean, I definitely theology books. I'm actually starting to get more into theology, you know, articles and stories. And, and I feel like that's more interesting for me. But I, I mean, definitely romance. <laughs> All-time favorite. And I encourage parents to check this book out. It's called Jesus is Waiting for Me. It's written by Maceo Ariola, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this book everywhere at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Oh, Maceo, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I had such a nice time talking with you. Likewise, Corey. Thank you so much for having me, and God bless you. The new book by Scott Pope discusses deployed men and women in our military and their families at home. It's titled, While Your Hero Was Away. I'm really happy that Scott is right here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Corey. I appreciate it. Congratulations on having While Your Hero Was Away out in stores now for everybody. Can you tell me about it? Well, it's basically about parallels with the uh, deployed military member downrange and their activities as well as the kids back home and what they're doing and what they're going through. Mm. Can you think back to where you got the idea or the inspiration to sit down and write this? I've got three daughters of my own, and so I think my inspiration was my daughters. Mm. You know, they went through a lot of different things while I was deployed a handful of times with piano recitals and birthday parties and everyday activities. And I think sometimes as military members or even as the families at home, we oftentimes don't think about those other activities going on. We're worried about our own everyday activities, and it's a nice thing to realize or remember and give a shout out to both the family member and the deployed soldier. Absolutely. Now, Scott, were military members and their families the primary audience that you were looking to reach with this? I think so. Uh, I think it'll resonate with past and present military members and their families, as well as the families that support the military members, their brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents, whatever. So I think it'll resonate with mostly military members, but I think it's got a nice message for everybody, at least those few who have read it so far and have commented on it to me. Did While Your Hero Was Away take you a long time to write and then put through the publishing process? It did, mostly because I kind of waited on it over the past few years and uh, finally decided to get it going. And uh, the mm -hmm. process was a difficult one, but uh, well worth the journey. Have you ever gone on this journey before of writing and publishing? I have not. This is my first time. I did do a laughter in uniform for the Reader's Digest a few years ago. Mm. But that was relatively easy in contrast to an actual publication of a book. And after all that time, all the work that you put into this, what was that moment like for you when you got to hold the first copy in your hands? It was surreal, uh, you know, to see my name on, on a book and the full process of getting the images together with the text and holding a book. It was, it was a great feeling, very proud of the work. 
I hope others will enjoy it as much as, as much as we did putting it together. Now, do you have any words of advice that you could offer to those listening right now who are authors just about to start out? You know, patience and perseverance, I think. Mm. Believe in what you're working on. You know, I think just continuing to write when you have some inspiration, putting it to paper, and then, you know, continue to write and pursue that dream. You know, get some feedback from others around you and enjoy the journey. It's worth it. Have you given any thought or consideration to writing more and publishing in the future? I do have a second book kind of already written under the same sort of genre, kids' book, mm. similar. And, of course, other ideas for longer novels. You know, time presents itself, but I've always enjoyed writing. So I do have some other thoughts in mind going forward. Yes, sir. Mm. A lot of us come up with ideas and we start projects, and then sometimes you hit a spot where you just hit that block, writer's block. You don't know where to go next, or the words just aren't coming. Does that plague you sometimes? It does a little bit. That's why this book kind of took a while. Other interruptions, like a couple of other deployments and things like that. Mm. So you can get sidetracked a little bit, but it just takes a little bit of perseverance and faith in what you are pursuing. And eventually it comes to you, I think. And I hope that this entire process for me has ended up in a, in a good product that folks will enjoy, patriots, military members, and, and families. Mm. Scott, looking back over it all now, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author now? Well, I think what I'm most proud about in this particular book is that I mentioned all four of the main militaries. I included diversity, ethnic backgrounds, a little bit of humor, a little bit of solemnness. And I think shout out to the powers that be, to God above for the blessings of giving me the talent. And there's some symbolism there in the images as well. So I'm most proud of what the entire book encompasses. We appreciate all your hard work, Scott. The name of the book is While Your Hero Was Away. It's written by Scott Pope, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you go shopping for books, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Scott, thank you again for joining me on the show. I had a really great time talking with you. Well, thank you, Corey, for having me. I appreciate it, and I hope everybody will give this book a try. I'm really happy to be sitting down right now with author Regina Tyson. Regina, thank you for joining me on the show tonight. Absolutely my pleasure. Just wanted to congratulate you on getting a new book out there in stores right now. It's called While You're Waiting. Can you tell me what this is about? Actually, I was inspired through waiting for a very long time for a certain thing that I think we'll probably talk about here in just a little bit. But this book is really a journey and a journey of understanding that when you're waiting, you're not supposed to be stagnant. You're not supposed to just feel trapped. Waiting is a very active process where we have the opportunity to reach out to those that are close to us, that we trust, that we love, but more importantly, to reach out to the King of Kings who has every little bit of information that helps with those really big problems. And he makes those big problems seem doable. And that waiting becomes, again, like I said, just something very active. And what sorts of readers did you have in mind while you were writing this? You know, I have taught high school for 25 years. And I grew up with brothers, and I did not want to have a voice that would just be overly fluffy or flowery. Mm -hmm. And so I really was trying to grab a wide genre of readers in my church. We have a, a large 
vast of age groups. And so I think it's really important to be able to talk to different age groups at the same time, give them the opportunities to then take those situations and make them more personal. And I think that when you're writing about truth, you're writing about experiences, the more down to earth, the more real you can be with your reader, the more engaging. But that engagement then means that there can be change for the individual that's reading. And I think also it's important to have, for me, I wanted to have some short little choppy stories, uh, maybe a, a couple short chapters, and it gives people kind of like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this thing. Not being bogged down by, you know, a long chapter or long extensive sentences, although I'm an English teacher at heart, so I love writing those extensive long sentences, but which is kind of ironic because right now I'm really talking a long, obnoxious <laughs> sentence. But I think sometimes people love the short, sweet and sassy voice and male or female or a young high school kid or somebody that's, you know, 80. I mean, I had some 80 year olds read my book. I'm like, please let me know. Is this too down to earth? You know, doesn't challenge you. And they're like, no, 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 it's challenging. It's good. So, yeah, those are the readers I was after. I think that's everybody. Regina, can you tell me about how you got the idea for this book and then what persuaded you to sit down and get started on it? The inspiration was my husband, and my husband was a gang member in inner city Chicago in the late 80s. We are, you know, those kind of 80s kids. He actually was diagnosed with cancer as a young boy, and his mother died when he was nine. He was raised by a stepfather who was anti-faith, so he was really, truly brought up an atheist. He was homeless. He ate out of garbage cans. And when I met him in 1990-something, we had a crazy whirlwind of a relationship. And I basically told him, I said, hey, listen, if you're going to date me, you got to go to church. And I didn't realize he was an atheist at the time. I just didn't think he had a relationship with Jesus. Because you can know who God is, and you can know who Jesus is. But that doesn't mean that you have a relationship. So that was my goal. And so for 13 years, I prayed for him to find the Lord Jesus, to accept the Lord Jesus as his, as a savior. And 13 years is a long time and it's a lot of waiting. But in that waiting, I was, I was never just sitting. I wasn't pouting. I wasn't complaining. I wasn't berating him. I wasn't nagging him. I wasn't begging him. I think sometimes that's how we treat God. You know, we're like waiting on him to do something and then we're berating him and we're beating on him and we're saying, why, why? And we're getting aggressive instead of just getting our feet going and doing what he's called us to do. And that is to love people around us. And so my goal was to love my husband to the best of my ability with the power of Jesus Christ. And so that's what I did. So that was the inspiration of the book, Waiting. I waited for the Lord God to move in my husband's heart while I loved my husband as Jesus would. And so when I finally sat down to write it, it was prior to 2012. I finally was like, you know what? I can do this thing. I've told people about our story and they say, my gosh, you should write a book. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> well, if you're looking for more joy, you're looking for more growth, you're going to want to check this book out. It's called While You're Waiting. It's written by Regina Tyson and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Regina, thank you again for stopping by the show. I had such a nice time chatting with you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it and enjoyed it very much myself. The Greater Union. It's the new book by Ron Horsley, and I'm really happy to be talking about it with him here now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Ron, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, Corey. Now, the Greater Union, congratulations for having this out now in stores. Can you tell me what it's about? 
Yeah, so about 160 years from today, in the aftermath of man's fall from an advanced alien race, an overpopulated militarized society rises from America's ashes to become one of the few advanced megacities left on Earth. It's against this backdrop, a domestic terror attack thrusts a disillusioned war veteran into a conspiracy that threatens to finish what our alien conquerors began. Hmm. What sorts of readers would you think would be really into this? You know, any science fiction fan, but in all honesty, given some of the language and situations, I wouldn't recommend it for small children. So you got to tell me, where'd you get the idea for this? You know, I've always loved science fiction. And what ended up happening, too, is a few years back, I saw one of those graphic PETA videos of research animals in captivity. Mm. And, you know, the thought dawned on me, hey, what if those were actually humans instead of animals? And so, you know, it kind of kind of snowballed from there. Hmm. Uh, what's your writing background look like? Have you ever done anything like this before? No, you know, this is my first novel. But, you know, when I started out, I read a book on how to write many years ago. I optioned my first movie treatment, which was a buddy action story. Hmm. Then I graduated to actually writing spec screenplays. And I sold a sci-fi comedy pitch a few years back. So that's kind of my background. Was The Great Reunion something that took you a long time to write? Actually, it took me a long time, you know, as a first novel, you know, it's very different than writing a screenplay. I also work as a uh, commercial real estate broker here in town. So, you know, it took me two years off and on to write this thing. And then it took me another year to get it published. So, but, you know, you've got to pay the bills, right? Oh, absolutely. But there's nothing like seeing that final product. What was that moment like for you when you got to hold the first copy of this in your hands? Wow. Well, I'll tell you, first, there was a sense of accomplishment. Then, you know, pride to be able to call myself a published author. Mm. And now that it's actually out in the public, uh, you know, a little bit of fear. So do you have any advice now for those looking to embark on this journey of getting their first book out and going through that publishing thing for the first time? Yeah, you know, just keep writing because uh, you never know where the journey will take you. You know, it's all about the journey. Mm. So, Ron, what's next for you? Have you given any thought to another book, more publishing? You know, I'm always writing, Corey, and yeah, there's a lot of stories to be told. Ron, who inspires you when it comes to your writing and your life and your creativity? In terms of writing this book, my mom did. Unfortunately, she wasn't around to see the finished product. Oh, but, I'm sorry. You know, it's my mom and, and my fiance and, you know, my family and friends. They've been very, very supportive. So it's, there's a lot of inspiration to go around. Now, Ron, are you the kind of writer who knows what's going to happen from beginning to end? Or are you the kind of writer that sort of gets an idea, starts writing and sees where it goes from there? You know, a little bit of both. It just depends on the stories I come up with. But, you know, in terms of the greater union, I had an idea of where I wanted the story to go. I actually didn't know where it was going to end until I was about halfway through the first draft. Hmm. And is this the kind of reading that you find yourself drawn to when you're looking to sit down and take in a book? Yeah, I'm, I'm into science fiction a lot. The different possibilities, you know, you can just come up with stuff out of thin air. So, you know, and at times it's very therapeutic as well. And it hits pretty much every author at some point and it's writer's block. So what do you do when it hits you? <laughs> well, in all honesty, a beer and a joint usually does the trick. Absolutely. Do you have a routine that you get into? You know, maybe you got a chair that you like to write in. Maybe you got a room. Maybe you get a cup of coffee and a joint or something like that. Or <laughs> do you just sort of write whenever the inspiration takes you? Yeah, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but uh, but that beer comes in handy with that joint, I'll tell you. But, mm. you know, I sit down, I have a desk, you know, and I usually have a blank wall in front of me. It just kind of helps me be a little more creative. Mm. And something I don't think a lot of people realize when they get into publishing is the importance of the cover. So can you tell me about the thought that went into that? 
Yeah, you know, so I have to give a big shout out to Oleg, who's a very talented graphic artist from Kazakhstan. You can find him on uh, Fiverr.com. Great guy. Very talented. Ron's book is called The Greater Union. It's written by Ron Horsley, and it's published by Fulton Books. You can find this everywhere that you go shopping for books, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere. Ron, thank you again for stopping by the show. I had a great time learning about the Greater Union and just really nice time talking with you. Yeah, pleasure's all mine, Corey. And you can also find it at my website, rhorsley.com. That's R-H-O-R-S as in Sam, L-E-Y.com. Pleasure to be here. Sitting down with me now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable is author John L. Williams, Jr. John, thank you so much for being here tonight. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. It's really exciting. You have a new book out in stores right now. It's called The Reality of the Gospel Life. Can you tell me about it? Well, The Reality of the Gospel Life is basically a book that's dealing with real life stuff in people's lives. Mm. And a lot of times, a lot of times I believe that we don't actually be ourselves. We can be ourselves and still be in Christ. Mm. So this book, it guides, it can show you, if you read it and study the scriptures on it, show you that you can still be yourself. Everybody have issues, but God knows about them. But you can still serve Christ, even with your issues in life. They did it through the scriptures. Mm. Nobody's perfect. And so what I do in this book is I basically give them scripture and just talk about the stuff that people are going through, struggles, real life struggles. John, where did you get the idea for this? What persuaded you to sit down and say, man, I got to write this and release this? I used to watch guys, they would like go to church and they had their Bibles and had their shirts buttoned up and yet they were doing the same thing that unbelievers were doing. Mm. So I decided to say, okay, huh, you're, you're, you're looking at them, but you're doing the same thing. Mm. And I think it's a mockery of the gospel, your testimony. So mm. I decided to write on people's struggles and write on the issues from a spiritual standpoint. Did this one take you a long time to write? Actually, I, actually, I wrote it in 2007. It just took me 13, 14 years to publish it. Mm. So it didn't take long. No, it took me maybe eight months, seven months to write it. Did you ever do anything like this before? Have you ever written or published? No, never. First time. Wow, congratulations. I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. What advice would you give now? Well, I, I would tell people, don't get frustrated because you will get brain locks. Mm. Continue, keep writing. Keep writing. Every chance you get, continue. Don't give up. And when you get your stuff together and you put it together, get it edited. I'm not an English major, but I know who to take it to to get my stuff edited. Mm. After all that, then what was it like the moment you got to hold the first copy in your hands? Well, actually, it was a blessing because there are people that write books. They, they write them and they might get a book published, but not on the platform that I'm on. Mm. You know, my book is in Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, stuff like that. And so it made me feel an accomplishment, mm. you know, so it made me feel great. Would you do it again? Do you have plans to write another book and be published? Actually, I have one at the publisher now. Fantastic. Yes. Is it along the same lines as this? Is it faith? Yes. It's, yes, it's faith. It's along the same lines. John, who inspires you when it comes to your writing or creativity? 
Well, what happened with me is because of my incarceration, and that's where God decided to save me at. So mm. what I used to do, I wanted to know a lot about God. So I started studying, doing Bible studies and then studying. And so what happened was I would join little classes and I would write certain things. And over the years, the chaplains and people like that would read my writings and say, hey, you need to do something with this. Wow. So that's what inspired me. John, a lot of people listening now, they want to write a book, but they look at the whole thing and they think it's too daunting or they're afraid to get started. So how could you encourage them? What's the most rewarding part of being a published author? I think the finished product, because once you, once you do it and get through it, that's the rewarding part of it. But you have to, you have to keep going. Mm. You have to keep going. If you do a little, one thing about it, if you do a little bit at a time, eventually you'll get to the end. That's great advice, John. And I encourage our listeners to check out this book. It's called The Reality of the Gospel Life. It's written by John L. Williams Jr. and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, like John said, you can find this everywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick and mortar stores too. And John, thanks again for stopping by the show. I had a great time talking with you. Thank you, and I hope to come back soon. The book I have right here with me now says that it shows readers how they can hear God's voice in their everyday lives. And the book is called Everyday Life is a Sermon, Life with God's Word. It's written by Sierra Donklin, and I'm really happy that Sierra is right here with me now to talk about it. Sierra, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me all about Everyday Life is a Sermon? Yes. So it's a book that I wrote last year during the COVID season. And it was a book that I believe God always wanted me to write to give people courage to read the Bible. Mm. So I'm hoping that with my book, people will be encouraged to read the Bible and get close to God. Did you have any certain readers in mind when you were writing it? Yes, my target goal was for people who were seeking God, but just didn't know where to find him. And then was also for believers to be recharged, just to know that God is with them. And we encourage them to also read the Bible. Now, when it comes to writing and publishing a book, have you ever done anything like it before? I haven't. This was really exciting for me. I've written a lot of books, but a lot of them were just in my journals and hidden from the world. Mm. But now, my first book, Everyday Life is a Sermon, is my first published book. Congratulations on getting it out there. It's so exciting. Did this take you a long time to write? Well, the process took longer than writing the book. Mm. Like I said last year, I was wanting to write a book. I just didn't know how to write a book or what I wanted to talk about. But God used the season of 2020 to help me write it. And the writing part took three months, but the whole publication took a year. So in what regard did your personal experiences and the things that you've gone through play into this book? Well, I remember last year in June, because I'm in a ministry school, mm. and I had to do a sermon topic. And my sermon topic was called Stand Connected to God. And as I was reading the Bible, I recognized that I was going through some of the things that the people in the Bible went through. Mm. And so Holy Spirit was telling me, like, well, you should make a title called Everyday Life is a Sermon. And so I decided to write a book about just experiencing God in our everyday life. I normally have conversations with my friends and my family. And a lot of times when we're talking, everything kind of resonates with what the Bible says. And so when I'm giving them scriptures, they're motivated and encouraged to want to read the Bible too. So I'm hoping that this book will have the same effect on other people. Hmm. 
Sierra, what was that moment like whenever you got the first copy in your hands? I was nervous. I'm an introvert type of person. I like to keep myself around family and friends. So when I first got the copy, I was nervous. I was thinking like, wow, I'm really doing this. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, I start feeling really excited. Like, okay, yes, you're stepping out on faith. God got you. And I just started feeling excited. Like, wow, I finally did it. My first book. <laughs> Now you got that first one out there. I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. What advice would you give to authors listening right now who are just starting out? Well, I would say for authors who are starting out to know who your target audience is and to know what you want to say to them. And I'll also say that if you don't know who God is, get to know him. Because when you're writing a book, a lot of doubt and insecurities are going to come up and you're going to know you need to know who you are in Christ. Mm. So when you know that you can do all things through him, then you'll be able to do anything God tells you to do. So if you have a book in your heart that you want to write, just know who your audience is, know what you want to say to them, and just trust God. So Sierra, what's next? Have you thought about writing more and publishing more? Yes, I have thought about writing a lot of books. I do have some books in mind. So just keep a lookout for Sierra Dunklin. Now, looking back over the whole thing, what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of being a published author for you? For me, I would say being a published author is the most rewarding mm. because I struggle so much. I mean, I really wanted to do this years ago. Like I said before, I have a lot of books that are not published. So just to be a published author is so rewarding because it's a testament to my faith. And I'm hoping that it's a testament to everyone else that if God can use me, then he can use other people too. So just being a published author is rewarding. Well, I encourage our listeners to check out this book. It's called Everyday Life is a Sermon, Life with God's Word. It's written by Sierra Dunklin, and this is published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find this everywhere that you pick up books like Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Sierra, thank you so much again for joining me here on the show tonight. I had such a nice time talking with you. Likewise, thank you. Joining me now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable is author Zachariah Johnson. Zachariah, thank you for being here with me tonight. It's an honor. I'd like to congratulate you on your new book that's out in stores right now. It's called Connor the Bird Avenger, The Fortune of Doom. So can you tell me about it? Well, it's about Connor who has to fight several bounty hunters who protect the silver locket from little Tommy. What kinds of readers did you have in mind whenever you wrote this? kids and young adults. And can you think back to where you got the idea, the inspiration for this? The idea of the book is from the first book, Connor the Bird Avenger. It's a series. This is the second book of that series. Hmm. And before the first one then, have you ever done anything like this before when it comes to writing and publishing? No. Zechariah, did this take you a long time to write? Yeah, it took six months to complete book one and two. Hmm. And what was it like then, that moment that you get your first copy in your hands? It was full of enjoyment mm. that book two is completed. And I'm really proud of myself of what I have accomplished. Mm. And now that you've gone through this, what advice would you have to authors who are just starting out? Keep on writing and don't give up. It takes time to write. Just perfect your craft. And so many authors I talk to tell me that the work, the time, the effort is all worth it. So to you, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author? Holding my book in my hands, seeing it, feeling it really is something to grasp upon. 
Hmm. You mentioned that, Connor, the Bird Avenger is a series, so how far out have you planned them? Book one and two are finished, so there are three more books in store. Hmm. But who to say, maybe there are more on the line. But I have planned out on how the series will end. Zachariah, who would you say inspires you when it comes to your writing or your creativity? My high school English teacher, Miss Hale, mm. played a really big role in helping me write the first book. Mm. I could have never had done any of this without her. And oftentimes, when you like to write, you also like to read. So, Zachariah, what kind of a reader are you? I mostly read superhero stories, but I don't limit myself to that genre. In the future, would you consider going outside of the superhero genre and maybe exploring something else? I'm mostly into animation. I have my own YouTube channel called Zechariah Animations hmm. on YouTube. I create anime web series on that channel. Do you also create the illustrations? No, that's the company, Christian Faith Publishing, who created the illustrations for my books. Illustrations are such an important part of kids' books. So what was that like, getting the illustrations to line up with your story? I usually come up with what I want the characters to look like, and I tell them what I want them to draw. The color scheme, the height, and the weight of the characters. And one of the first things that grabbed my eye about this book was obviously the cover. It's hugely important, so what was your thought going into that? I wanted to tell what's going on in the story, like mm. what's happening to our main character. What's he going through? Like, what's he facing? Zachariah, do you ever get writer's block? And then if you do, what do you do about it to get through it? I usually deal with the writer's block first, like do something else, then get back to writing. I encourage my listeners to check this book out. It's called Connor the Bird Avenger, The Fortune of Doom. It's written by Zachariah Johnson, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, you can find this everywhere that you shop for your books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Zachariah, thank you for joining me tonight. I had a really nice time talking with you. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.